girls, watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. You shut your mouth, how can you stay? I go about things the wrong way. I am human and I need to be loved. Just like everybody else Hello everyone, welcome to our bonus episode of Exploited. I'm Alexis Chowski. I'm sitting here wondering why Manol will never possess me. Well, y- you have to invoke him, girl. Uh, I'm Kevin Daly. <laughs> and this week we're talking about The Craft, 1996, directed by Andrew Fleming. To the other kids at St. Bernard Academy, they were the girls who didn't belong. Whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? They're witches. But after years of being on the outside... Why'd you lie about me? I don't want to go out with you again. Please, stop begging. It's pathetic. Four girls are about to discover the dark side. You ever heard of invoking the spirit? Black magic. We can make things happen. I mean, this is it. This is real. Columbia Pictures welcomes you to the witching hour. Check it out. Her spell is working. Sit. <laughs> Interesting director, by the way. Oh, yeah? Well, he did a slasher called Bad Dreams. Okay. And then he did that movie Threesome, that, like, fucking rob com- rom-com with one of the lesser bald ones. Oh. <laughs> one of the ones that's sucking at Alex Teats. Yeah. And then he did a bunch of comedies. He did Dick. Oh, the one of- <laughs> Yeah, The In-Laws. He did that, uh... Film adaptation of Nancy Drew. Oh, yeah, that was a thing that existed, huh? Yeah, and he did Hamlet 2. It's <laughs> actually kind of funny. I was going to say, I heard that was actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, that's an okay one. And then a lot of television. Um, he was the showrunner on a lot of shows that lasted three episodes. Uh, I, uh, good for him. Yep. <laughs> um, also, when I was in high school, The Craft was the Going to Get Laid movie. Oh, yeah? I was oh. 12 when this came out, so I was, oh. I'm a little younger than you, so I uh, I didn't. That obviously was not on my radar in 96. All through high school, um, if you had the craft, whether you were male or female, if you had this on VHS, you were getting, you were getting sex. You know, this was before we had Netflix and chill. It was, you want to come over to my house and watch the craft on VHS? <laughs> Um, if you saw the end of the craft, that meant it was a bad date. Bad date. 
<laughs> it also uh, meant that you had to watch for the second half of the craft. Yeah. But we'll um, talk about that later. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen the end of the craft. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> this movie 50 times, but this is the first time I've seen the ending. <laughs> you must have liked it until you saw the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was back in high Well, also, at the height of this movie, which shit was everywhere? You had goth, which grew out of the remains of grunge. Yeah. Like, you had all of the girls that were grunge, and then when Kurt Cobain died, suddenly they discovered Anne Rice. And and the cure. Yeah. <laughs> Every I feel like, like 90% of the songs in this movie are 90s bands covering 80s, like, new wave songs. It's weird, because I've been doing a lot more writing lately, and I've been working on a book. Yeah. And I was really inspired by one for one part of the book by the Smiths, um, How Soon Is Now. Yeah. And that's in here. It ain't the Smiths, though. Nope. <laughs> um, so the movie starts with our villain, Sarah. That's the stance I'm taking on this, that Sarah is the villain. Interesting analysis. As we get through, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that stance. Okay. Played by Robin Tooney. That's a hot take, but I I <laughs> I am interested to see how you how you frame this. So she was in Encino Man and <laughs> um Damn the Man. Empire Records. She looks like uh like she could be related to um what's her name from Twilight? She does look exactly like fucking Bella Swan. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Not a she, terrible thing, but it is a little bit eerie. She uh she got the People's Choice Awards for playing the lead on the TV show The Mentalist. Yes, that's right. That's the, I think that's the thing she's probably most famous for now, like as of today. Yeah, she uh she got nominated for a Blockbuster Video Entertainment Award. It's the thing that happens. Yes. Yeah, for the movie Vertical Limit, which we should do. Um, it sucks. What was that one about? I, I remember that movie coming out, but I don't remember what the fuck it was about. It's Point Break, only replace sky uh, surfing with skydiving. Okay. Yeah. And then you toss in Chris O'Donnell and Bill Paxton. That had to have been the 90s. Oh, yeah, it was. And then uh, she was also a co-recipient of the MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. Her her co-recipient being Farusa Balk. <laughs> Do you view as the hero, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. Nancy, here. She's mm -hmm. a hero. Our hero, okay. Nancy. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see how you frame this. You know, she began her career playing Dorothy in Return to Oz. That, like, creepy, uh... Yeah, like the... Oz, Oz re-envisioning? Oh, yeah. We should do that movie. We should do that one. And, of course, she's in American History X, The Waterboy, Almost Famous... I do um, love her in Waterboy. Oh, yeah, she's great in Waterboy. Completely uh, different character, by the way. <laughs> not completely, but like a mirrored image of this character. Yeah, um, same year she did The Craft, she did another movie we should do, Island oh, yeah? of Dr. Moreau. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if, if you insist, I will suffer through that movie again. Yeah. Then we have Nev Campbell as Bonnie Harper. Also a very popular star from the 90s. She was in some popular um, 
slasher franchise. What was it called? I don't know. Uh, screech, <laughs> yell, stab. Like yeah, something like that. Um, we'll see her again. And, and oh, yeah, so- soon. Soon. She was in Wild Things, where she got nominated for Best Kiss um, and lost out to Shakespeare in Love. That is... Okay. Uh, the, uh, another movie that lost out to Shakespeare in Love that didn't deserve to have got it. Oh, Wild Things should have won that year. You know what else was nominated that same year that I found uh-huh. out? What's that? Jeremy Irons and Dominique Swain in Lolita. That's hot. That's a hot <laughs> way to live. <laughs> that's that's terrible. That got nominated for Best Kiss. Give me every ounce of your tongue. <laughs> Give me every <laughs> little no, girl that, that is not how, that's not how that scene went no it's, it's just my head cannon and then we have Rachel True has Rochelle Zimmerman do you recognize her she's so familiar well she's in Sharknado 2 I didn't see 2 she's in Blood Lake Attack of the Killer Lampreys this seems like we're going to see her again at some point um Oh, yeah, she's also played Chappelle's girlfriend in Half Baked. Oh, that's where I recognize her from. Okay. We also get a skeet. I love weed, but not as much as I love pussy. (laughs) We get Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, we have Breckenmeyer and Skeet Ulrich. We're definitely in the 90s. Breckenmeyer and Skeet Ulrich are in this. Definitely the 90s. So much pleather in this movie, too. We also, Sarah's dad is played by Cliff DeYoung. Who plays the teenage heroine's dad in Dr. Giggles? Plays the teenage heroine's dad in Carnosaur 2? Plays the teenage heroine's dad in The Substitute? Just That's his role. That's his role. Career teenager dad. <laughs> teenage girl dad. Brecken Meyer, we've seen twice before, by the way. Yeah. He was a, a, back, a surfer in Escape from LA. That's right, he was. <laughs> Two seconds of screen time, but yes. And he was in the boy band at the beginning of Josie and the Pussycats. (laughs) He certainly was. And I guess technically at the end, too, because they show up again. Uh, So the movie opens with witch chanting. And the classic occult movie font. Yes. And we get Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle doing their witch stuff. And then we get Tidal and flashing lightning. And here's one thing I'm going to get out of the way now with this movie. Yeah. Is with Wicca, it's not necessarily a problem I have with it. It's just a raised eyebrow I have with the idea of Wicca. Is that you talk to any two people about, like, well, well, what is Wicca? What does it mean to you? They will be completely different. Yeah. I refer to it as a disorganized religion. Well, it's really, it's it's kind of, because it's an amalgamation of a lot of pre-Christian religions, right? Yeah. Based on the limited knowledge that we have of said pre-Christian religions. Because but, Christians were pretty good about erasing the history of pre-Christian religion. You have your organized religion like Christianity or Islam that have their central text. And now people are going to interpret it a little bit different, but it's the same text. Well, I mean, to be fair, the, uh, the roots of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism are all in the Old Testament of the Bible, and then they all... Well, Judaism doesn't really have a, a another book. There's no sequel to Jews, but the uh, the Christians have have their sequel in the New Testament. The Muslims have 
the Quran, and the uh, and the Mormons have two sequels. They got a second sequel. Yeah, they they got the one where Jesus goes to America. Yeah, <laughs> a Jesus tale. Christ goes west. Yeah, but Wicca, there's no central text. Well, I mean, how could there, could there be? I mean, we think about it again. It's a pre. It's based on pre-Christian religion that has yeah. no central that we have no record of actual practice. There's just all these different pre-Christian religions and a million different books about each of them. And depending who you talk to, they may identify more with one different idea than another. So that's why I call it a disorganized religion, because it's just kind of like, do what you want. It's essentially like uh, Druidism. Like, it's a kind of a nature nature. Well, yeah, you get the religion. ones that are... Because I've known Wiccans that are very much more into the nature, and they're very into plants and stuff. But then I know others that are making, like, totems and talking about black and white magic spells, like it's D&D. Yeah. You know, you get all over the spectrum with Wicca. And it's, it's all of those things and none of those things, so. But this movie is kind of more onto the, like, the nature, the, the ether, so to speak. Yeah, they they tend to focus on the natural elements of thing and the relationship, the balance of nature, which is very druidic. I mean, I looked up some articles about like how accurate is the craft to Wicca, and depending on the article, this movie either fucking nails it or it's just off in left field and doesn't know what it's talking about. It just depends on which Wiccan's article you read. Yeah. But anyway, Sarah's on her airplane with Dad. They've made this big giant move. You know, it kind of looks like they're moving across the country, but they're not. They've moved from San Francisco to Los Angeles. And for some reason, by the way, hi, LAX, it's raining in LA in 1996. Not real. Didn't happen. I'm just yeah, I thought, I'm like, is, well, I recognized LAX, but then it's just pouring rain everywhere. And I'm like, is my memory deceiving me? Was that actually Seattle? <laughs> I. I don't recall 1996 being a particularly rainy year. I'll put it that way. Well, I mean, California does get its rainy season. Yeah, but I don't think 96 was, was more was rainier than others. I think 95 was pretty rainy. I remember 97 being pretty rainy. That's when I bought a raincoat that I wore all the time. Maybe 96 was maybe we were maybe we did have like a three year El Nino period then. Well, El Nino was 97. I just remember being inside a lot in 95, because we used to play, like, board games in the every recess when it would rain. But, anywho. Anyway, they move into this big, giant house. We'd have no clue what her parents, her dad and stepmom do for a living, but apparently it's good, because they move into a fucking mansion. Well, and they can afford to send her to... To a private Catholic school. I was going to cool yeah. talk about that in a minute. But. Yeah, but then, um... While she's, you know, unpacking boxes, Crazy Hobo walks in with a snake. No hurt snake. Yeah, and he's like, hey, hey, I'm a hobo. You want to buy this snake? You want this fucking snake? Which Incidentally, I've, I've harmless met hobos snake. that would probably do that. Incidentally, harmless snake. California doesn't have too many venomous snakes, just rattlesnakes. I don't think we have any other venomous snakes. Yeah, well, this is like a fucking garter snake. Yeah, it's it's a nothing snake. And then the dad, cute, actually. dad comes out with a fire poker, scares off the hobo, and beats the hell out of the snake. I mean, that's the appropriate reaction. Get out of here, you random 
person entering my house with a snake. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna fuck up your snake now. Then we get this this private Catholic school, and from here on out, the girls almost exclusively wear schoolgirl uniforms. Oh, because Catholic schoolgirl. Uh, yeah, that's the director had a fetish, I guess. Look, exploit it. That's the name of our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is like light nunsploitation. Yeah, this is like yeah. <laughs> Catholic school girl exploitation. It's it's light nunsploitation. Right. It's only three point two percent. Yep. So the three girls that we saw earlier, Rochelle, Bonnie, and Nancy, they're the uh, the bitches of Eastwick. Cute. Yeah. I was reading an article that just referred to them as the BOE. Alright, fair. And throughout the whole article, whenever it referred to this group of girls, it just said, and then the BOE does this, and the BOE does that. And um, they're looking for their fourth, because it's all about, like, the four corners and the four elements and all that. And then Sarah gets everybody's attention, because she goes to French class and speaks fucking fluent French for no reason. Never explain it. And never speaks it again. It's not like that scene in uh, in Little Darlings where... She's speaking French because she spent time in Paris and actually knows French. She literally just happens to know French. That one scene, and it never comes up again. Or like, you know, in Mean Girls, when Lindsay Lohan's character has this other knowledge because she was raised in South Africa. Right. You know, and that, that applies to other things in the movie. Not here. Yeah, she, not here. That we get happened. one scene where Sarah just spits out a bunch of French and that's it. And then she makes a pencil balance perfectly on her tip, and Nev Campbell's like, oh, she's our fourth! She is, like, spinning it, like it is going around. And Skeet Ulrich, the the, the high school football star, is like, hey, new girl, do you want to date me? The walking hard-on? Yeah, well, his name is, uh, what was his fucking name? I have it written down. Chris Hooker. Ah. Terrible name. He's like, you can come and watch my football practice. And then, uh, we get the the bitches of Eastwick walking as it plays How Soon Is Now. And Slow they're motion. like, be our friend, Sarah. He's like, oh, I was going to go watch the football practice. No, Chris just comes on to everything with tits. We speak from experience. He spreads disease. Come with us. You're telling me is he's a Nurgle worshiper? Yeah. <laughs> he really likes milk. He's Slanesh, he's Slanesh on, the, on the streets and Nurgle in the sheets. Ew. So That's they, for my, war, my Warhammer listen, fan listeners, like yeah. all, like half of you, one half person. <laughs> there's, there's one out there. Hey, our Event Horizon episode is one of our most listened to, so maybe there's a lot. Actually, maybe we have maybe we have more 40k fans out there. Yeah. I see you. I got you, fam. Once, once Sarah admits that, like, oh, I tried to murder myself, see the scars on my wrists, they're like, oh, punk rock, you're one of us. Let's go to the Wicca store. She says, well, you did it the right way. I'm like, well, I mean, it depends on what your goal was. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Wicca stores. Every girl I've ever known in my life has dragged me into one of these places, and some guys, too. Huh. I just, well, there's no chain Wicca store, okay? You know, my my wife is is Wiccan, and I've never gone into a Wiccan store. <laughs> That's kind of ironic. They're kind of small. They smell like cat pee, and um. I always imagine them smelling like patchouli. Oh yeah, the, well, there's a hell of a lot of incense in there. They sell too. 
It's like being in a Berkeley head shop. That's what I always imagine them smelling. Yeah, like. and they, they sell, and mm. they, and it's you. You get this really nice woman that owns it, and you know that this entire Wicca store is her livelihood. So you you'd kind of feel guilty not buying something. Unless so, you're these girls. Unless you're these girls that just want to fucking steal, and they're they're trying to tell Sarah it's okay. Like everything na- in nature steals, you know. I mean, most things in nature don't have a concept of property. I have like 15 decks of tarot cards because every time I get dragged into one of these and feel obligated to buy something, I just buy a deck of tarot cards. Tarot cards are cool, though. They are cool, but like you only ever need one deck. You don't need 15. No, but they're like five ninety nine. So I'm like, oh, sure, I'll get this. The, that's the, uh, the, the sympathy tax, the guilt tax. Yes, that's what it is. You have your, your, your non-believer guilt. <laughs> So they they meet the lady that runs the store, who's – I have her name later in the notes. It's a weird name. It's like Latvia or something. Did I write it down? I have it written down way later when she becomes later. a major character. Yeah, near the end when she becomes yeah. more important. She has a secret room in her Wicca store that she won't let anybody go into. They're not ready for the power of the back room. And, like, Sarah's trying to sympathy buy some candles. Oh, yeah. And the woman's like, do you know how to use these? She's like, you light the wick. No! Different candles mean different things. Here, buy this book, too. It's all about candles. And, um, which reminds me, I found a book this week called The Guide to Anal Candling and How It Helps You. Like, the different candles that you can light and stick into your ass. I, You know what? I don't kink shame. Whatever people are into. In fact, That's their business. Enjoy. For all of you who enjoy anal candling out there, enjoy. Let me show enjoy you. Enjoy safely. Enjoy safely. Let me show you. I, I actually saved a picture of it. There you go. I just sent you a picture of it on the chat here. For health and pleasure. A light at the end of your tunnel. That's phenomenal. That reminds me of a story once I was, uh, when I had my a friend of ours, uh, subletting from us while uh, he was transitioning to, a, a, you know, getting ready for, he was, he basically tried, he was trying to get out of his like parents' house and do stuff. But anyway, he was living with us. We had a discussion. I can't remember why this came up. I'm like, uh, I made a joke about urethra beads or something. And he's like, no way that doesn't fucking exist. And then he made the mistake of looking it up. Oh, yeah. And he's like, they're real, and I'm scarred for life. I'm like, I warned you. Oh, yeah, they, they they sell uh like these little like sticks that you can stick in your urethra that are supposed to make masturbation more intense. Oh, I just, I I just gets too small. I can't I can't <laughs> put anything in it. Doesn't, doesn't. Ouch! <laughs> I, I for not for me. Again, if you're into well. that stuff, cool. Enjoy, enjoy. I I I'm not I'm not. Uh, whatever you like. I guess you've it. obviously never been tested for STDs. No, I, I haven't. Because that's what they do. Uh, that's a that's a that's a no for me, <laughs> dog. Yeah, no, I don't have to. I, don't, I haven't had to do that. But apparently, this Wicca store that they go to is in the worst area of Los Angeles. It's in Hobo Land. Yeah, it looks like um, Hollywood Boulevard or something. Yeah. It's like, man, I wouldn't want to walk. Uh, definitely, if I were a woman in 1996, and probably even today, 
That is not a street I would want to walk on at night. Especially in a Catholic schoolgirl uniform like these girls. Yeah, that that seems like actual, like, uh, that seems like thrill-seeking behavior. Yeah, they're just being swamped by hobos and a priest, even, that just starts screaming, Come to Jesus! And then, hey, Snake Hobo is there. And Sarah just fucking offs this guy. No. Well. Because she's the villain. Yeah. I mean, or he just runs out in the middle of the street and gets hit by a car. Yeah. But everyone believes Sarah did this. And they're like, that's it. You're our fourth, north, south, east, west. You know, you you, you murdered the hobo. You're you're part of our gang. Let's tell you all about Manon. Wait, that's, that's the that's the jump in. <laughs> yeah, got to murder murder a ho- psychically murder a hobo with a car. Man, that's very specific. It's a it's a tough gang. Yeah, a, yeah. I thought you just beat the shit out of me and we were good, but no, apparently I had to murder a hobo with a car. So so these girls they worship Manon. 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 It's like definitely a French pronunciation, the kind yeah. of nasally and and sound. Manon, who is who is apparently not real, but <laughs> not, also not is. Like, but also is, yeah. I did not Google Manon. I did, and I couldn't find any evidence of an existence of any sort of nature deity or anything like that uh, outside of this movie. Yeah, uh, I imagine all your search results were just the craft. Yep. Um, but apparently, according to them, they're like Manon is an old god. Yeah, it's it sounds like uh, an age, like a nature deity, right? Like, um, yeah. Well, the way they explain like, him like is that like, or something. They explain. Um, Neff Campbell has a line about like if God and the devil were playing football, Manon would be the stadium they played in. Manon is the sun that would shine down on them. So Manon is just the universe. And so she's a natural witch. Sarah's a natural witch, and her backstory really similar to the very first chapters of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I was uh, I was gonna say she's she is Harry Potter. Yeah, she's like, oh well, her these mom, things just happen. Her mom is Lily Potter for for sure. Yeah, her dad is not not <laughs> her dad is is a very kind man, but kind of a dork. But they're also like now that there's the four of us, we can like. Summon Manon, and he'll make everything in our lives better again. He's our yeah, monkey that, paw. That's not gonna. That's not gonna come with any consequences or anything. Yeah, because um, much like Sorority Babes and the Slime Ballorama, this is a monkey paw movie. Yes, and the theme being that you cannot magic the shit that happens in way in your life. True. So you know, Sarah's like, "Well, thank you for the invite to the gang. I will consider it." I've got some other offers out there. I'll That's get right. back to you. <laughs> I'm holding out for a 401k pension. Yeah. See how that goes. I got this other interview to go to, and that's her date with Chris up on this roof. Yeah. Chris is like, oh, you don't want to go with that job offer from those girls. <laughs> They're weird heads. I have a job for you. It's in my pants. Do you want to come back to my house? And, yeah. she, and, and she politely says, well, I'm fielding some other offers, maybe some other time. I'll give you a call back when I've made a decision. That's right. And she, he's like, but you have a good head. That's, That's literally weird, his line. <laughs> the weirdest way to flirt in the history of mankind. He's like, I like your head. 
I'm not an alien. Let's go to my house. And she's like, no, thank you. Goodbye. And then the next day at school, they're teasing her about that that um, that date because apparently Chris has spread around the school that Sarah's just a total prostitute. He's lied about having sex with her and then slut-shamed her about it, about yep. his imaginary sex. Which is basically, which is basically what happens in, in Little Darlings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He little darlings her. Yeah. And then um, she goes to confront Chris, and he's like, "Oh my god, ugh, I don't want to go out with you, Sarah. Stop begging. You're pathetic." This sounds like high school. Yeah. And then we also see that Rochelle is a diver. We see her That's- at dive practice, and uh, a bunch of racists are are teasing her. So, One of them, played by Christine Taylor. Yes. Okay, Jane. Also, who also looks pretty much the same today. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's fucking Marsha in the Brady Bunch movies. She's also in every Ben Stiller movie ever because she is his wife. <laughs> yes, she, she's Mrs. Ben Stiller. She's in Zoolander one and two and Dodgeball. And I Dodgeball is low key one of my favorite movies. I probably quote that movie at least two or three times a week. <laughs> but you still see Christine Taylor t- to this day when people share the "Okay, Jan" gif. <laughs> yeah, and um, she starts like, "Oh, there's a pubic hair in my brush." Oh, wait, no, that's just one of Rochelle's little nappy hairs. And Rochelle's like, "Hey, Laura, why are you doing to this me to this me?" And she goes, "I don't like negroids." <laughs> and my my reaction was, "Well." At least she's honest about it. Most racists aren't so honest about it. She's just like, yep, I'm a racist piece of shit. Because I'm the master race. I'm Here. I'm Marsha fucking Brady, Negroid. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate your honesty. And this is part of where we get just a series of scenes that show everything that's wrong in these girls' lives. Right. So we got what's wrong in Sarah's life is Chris is a jerk and... and Imaginary slut shamed her. Right. Ro- Rochelle's dealing with racist Marsha Brady. Bonnie has scars all over her back that we never really learn where they came from. I know what I read. Apparently, they're from a car accident, but I don't know where that information came from. Is there like a uh, a guide to the craft that somebody wrote? <laughs> Is it a note in the script somewhere that that just didn't end up in the movie? Yeah. Well, well, the the fifty other times I watched it, we usually had uh, stopped watching by this point. <laughs> But it's Nev Campbell, so they can't actually be bothered to put it on, like, her face, because yeah. she's pretty, and they don't want to ruin the fact that she's pretty. It's just all over her back, and they're like, we're going to do this experimental gene therapy to get rid of it. It's non-invasive, which means we're going to stab the shit out of you with this needle. It's like a really painful tattoo. Yeah, and she's screaming in pain. It's terrible. The we thing get- is, it, that whole character is, like, for the first half of the movie is all like wears big baggy clothes and acts like everyone treats her like a troll even goes uh even even to the point where she goes even even chris won't look at me yeah and chris fucks everything or at least he says he does but she's still looks like nev campbell for the whole movie yeah we get a little more of sarah having a flashback of when she tried to commit suicide but no reason why it's never really a stat explained why. It's for attention. Because fuck I Sarah. Have, <laughs> I, I have some theories, but I, I don't. 
I, I, it's never really explained. I was expecting them some sort of some sort of reveal, but it never happens. Yeah. So, and then we get Nancy's bad life. The things that she wants to fix in her life is she she lives in a trailer park with her drunk parents. Her drunk, but her mom. drunk parents. Apparently, her drunk parents can afford to send her to a private Catholic school. Yeah, and her shitty dad that tries to grope at her. Yeah, we've seen that movie a few times. Yeah, and these parents are alcoholics. They're they're both drunk and fighting about whose turn it was to pay the electric bill because the power went out. Nancy's twelve years old. Wrong thought. No, that's not how the plot of this movie goes. So now that we know all the stressors in their life, now we can get about to resolving them. And so these girls decide to go on a field trip, and their schoolgirl outfit has a Juliana Hatfield song plays. I like <laughs> Juliana Hatfield, but yeah. yeah. And the bus driver's like, okay, you pretty girls, you watch out for those weirdos now. And they get that line where they say, we are the weirdos. I mean, not wrong. I'm like, oh, you fucking 90s teenage goth kids and your antics. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they do all this witch stuff. They chant about the elements. They they do trust stabbing. <laughs> Fear is the mind killer. Yeah, then they hold the knife to each other's throat, and it's like if you have any fear, this knife will run you through. I have perfect trust. Okay, come on, come on, in. come on in for the real thing. And then they get their little bottle of communion wine and make their witch- witches about the things to change in their life as they guzzle the wine and say, Blessed be! That's right. It is better that you should rush upon this blade than enter this circle with fear in your heart. How do you enter? With perfect love and perfect trust. That's a girl. As above, so below. I drink up my sisters. And I ask for the ability to not hate those who hate me, especially racist pieces of bleach blonde shit like Laura Lizzie. Mm. Right up. I drink of my sisters and I ask to love myself more and to allow myself to be loved more by others, especially Chris Hooker. I know, it's pathetic. Definitely pathetic. (laughs) I drink of my sisters, and I take into myself the power to be beautiful, outside as well as in. (laughs) I drink of my sisters... And I take into myself. All the power of Manon. That's all? (laughs) (laughs) Blessed be. (laughs) 
Blessed be. Blessed be. You know, I'm going to, next time I go to a bar and buy shots, I'll just go, blessed be. Which is what is the appro- what is the appropriate booze to purchase if, uh, if you're if you're offering uh, wicked blessings to people? Is it Guinness? I just assume it's Guinness. No, it's 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 wine from a local winery. Oh, okay. Not not like wine that you can buy at the store. You have to like literally drive out to the winery. Like remember that uh that Abbey in Canyon City? Yeah. You know, to where you that, that was an abbey that turned into that also was a winery, that kind of stuff. Gotta get abbey wine fresh from the from yeah. the vine. The micro brews of wineries. It's easy if you live in certain places. Like if you live in Napa, you're you're golden. Oh yeah, just step out on your porch and say, "Wine me." But so they go back to school after they do their witches, and uh, Chris is now horribly like in love and obsessed with Sarah and because yeah. she's the villain she takes full advantage of this and just teases and mocks him in her defense she he did just say she put out on the first yeah. date he's a terrible lay i mean yeah in her a defense little, chris is a piece of shit <laughs> a little a little bit of vengeance is, is warranted here however it does get out of hand very fast she's like did you tell your friends that you're a lying sack of shit? And he's like, I, I will. I will tell them, goddess, can I sit with you in mass? See, if, it, if that's as far as it went, I think that would be pretty good. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately you can't reverse these things, as we learn. But then uh, the girls do a sleepover, and they play light as a feather, stiff as a board. Except they actually manage to, you know, levitate. Yeah, they make Rochelle float. Because... In this movie, we do actually have magic. I wasn't sure. I was like, is this whole thing going to be BS? Nope, they actually can cast spells in this one. Yeah. And then uh, once they drop, the mom's like, what are you girls doing? Are you girls getting high? Not yet, mom. <laughs> yeah. And so the girls watch Bewitched, of course. That show's fun, actually. It is. But it's like, anytime that there's witches in a movie, we have to like get a shot from Bewitched. I think it's contractual. Yeah. The the, uh, the Witches Union 406 uh, <laughs> insists that every movie about wit- witches includes a scene from Bewitched, which is how it goes. That was the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, and you know what? The Witch Union hasn't had to go on strike. That's right. They have a good CBA. Yeah. And so uh, Sarah pulls out some Alora's hair to give to Rochelle to, to, to get revenge on the racist. I do like, though, it's like, I thought you had a bug. They have shampoo for that, you know. Yeah. Fucking roast, sorry. <laughs> you, you got pubic lice in your head. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe you should stop stop, uh, stop taking your pubic comb to your hair. You're crabs in your hair now. Sarah gives her tragic backstory of, my mom died in childbirth. Rather than because apparently her dad's wealthy anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, we don't. And that's pretty much all we get. We know that she has a stepmom. Who we only see in, like, one scene. (laughs) And we don't really... We know that she doesn't particularly love her stepmom. But we never learn why. (laughs) That's established in the... When they first drop her off at school. Because she's like, okay, she's going to pick you up. She's like, I'll just walk. Like, okay, she doesn't like her stepmom. Got it. And we get not a whole lot more details on that. Then, uh... Then all of their wishes start coming true. The, the racist starts going bald. All of her hair starts falling out. Yep. 
uh, Bonnie scar tissue just all magically comes off. All of it, and she's she's fine and she's perfect now. She went from she went from Nev Campbell with scars on her back that no one saw to Nev Campbell with scars on that don't that doesn't have scars on her back. But we never see her back again anyway. So, <laughs> well, she starts wearing some sleeveless tops for her schoolgirl outfit. That's that's true. We see some arms now. Yeah, we see some arms, and apparently her arms are rocking because the guys are all, ooh. And she decides to become, like, hardcore super slut here. She flirts with everything. Yeah. Like, it's cool that you have confidence now, Bonnie, but maybe not the whole 180. Yeah, tone it down, girl. Um, It's like, the confidence is good, but uh, you're going a bit far with it. Dial it back just to take it from a 10 down to about a a 7.5, maybe an 8. Yeah, so, uh, and Nancy's wish was to not be white trash anymore. And so her abusive father, who's in the middle of a rant, but like, I'm not your father. Your father's the one that paid your mom $50 for a bang in the back seat. I'm going to be. Yeah, she's what? a trick baby. So yeah. she's a trick baby. Yeah, these are confessions of a trick baby. And as he's about to beat her up, he just has a heart attack and drops right dead. Yeah. And. They're like, oh, there's a life insurance policy of $175,000. 340306 of as of July 30th, 2023. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but not life-changing. So they probably just uh, dug a hole right next to the trailer to dump him in so they could take all that money. Just threw him in the trailer and set it on fire. Yeah. It's like a white trash Viking burial. Now they're moving on up. Yeah, now they got like a fucking penthouse apartment overlooking the, uh, the valley. It's like, I don't know if you guys could really afford that with a $350,000 equivalent to yeah, that's today. A, that's like one month of rent. Yeah, and you ain't going to be able to withstand it because mom is just fucking slamming drunk. Because they all go to visit Nancy and mom's just, she, that woman is smashed. She's... To be fair, she was smashed before, but now she's smashed on expensive stuff. She's smashed on expensive stuff, ranting about, like, I saw the beautiful couch, and I decided I must have couch, and I buy couch, and I have a jukebox that plays Connie Francis. Let me tell you all about Connie Francis. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, 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 Nancy's mom. (laughs) Yeah, and so they go, and, um... Crazy lady. And Sarah's like, let me teach you girls a new spell. It's called a glamour spell. And it's all just illusion stuff. Yeah. My hair is a different color. My eyes are a different color. It's not a trick. It's an illusion. A trick is something a hooker does for money. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, she changes their, their eye color and hair color. And um, Sarah's still having to deal with the love spell she cast on Chris. Yeah, it's getting worse. Yeah, he's showing up at her house at 3 a.m. going, I love you! It's like a, it's like a fucking uh, Hawthorne Heights song. Yep. And uh, so she goes to the witch store, and Lirio is the name of the woman there. there That's where go. I have That's... the Lirio. That is a cool name. And she's like, hey, Lirio, uh, I need to undo a love spell. Lirio's like, sorry, you can't undo it. You must just stay away from him and let it run its course. That's important. Stay away from him. You know, because this fucking girl's not going to do that. And she tells him, like, whatever you send back out into the world, you get back times three. 
which I don't know, it sounds like neat karma stuff, but I mean, it doesn't really, you know, amount to anything. I mean, that is part of Wiccan religion. Threes and sevens are kind of like sacred numbers. Well, they are in the Bible, too. Right, well, it's all the Bible cribs from everything, so. Yeah, well, also, um. The Bible's a lot like, uh, a lot like Tommy's poem in, in Carrie. Just kind of stolen. Well, in comedy, there's the rule of threes. Yeah, humans have a thing about threes. I'm not sure what that's about. And then, um, really good TV shows stop. No, no, never go past seven seasons. I mean, yes. That's- I can't think of too many series that are better with more than seven seasons. Even my personal favorite, uh, Futurama later seasons are not quite as good. Yeah, after seven seasons, you just go into the zombie years. Which is where the Simpsons have been residing. Oh, they've been residing there for like 30 30 years. years. 30 (laughs) years. And um, so Nancy's like, I'm going to invoke the spirit. And Lirio's like, oh, no, you're not. You you really shouldn't do that. That's that's for like high caliber witches. And you're like, what, 15, girl? No. Yeah. You're a high school student. Maybe, uh, Maybe don't invite the nature deity directly into your hooch. And she's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to invite the nature deity into my hooch. Girls, let's go to the beach. Let's go fuck the nature guy. Let's go. And they go out to the beach. Sarah talks about how she doesn't like snakes, because when she was trying to commit suicide, she apparently hallucinated snakes. And will um, be relevant later. And Nancy's playing with a snake, going, oh, but serpents are powerful. You should respect it. I mean, Satan was... Was uh, represented by a snake in the Garden of Eden. So then they all they all gather around in a circle and they start announcing their elements like Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, and then fucking Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. <laughs> yeah, Captain Planet shows up and and fucks Nance. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Did we have the same <laughs> note? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Okay. But that's but what now, happened. Now, now I got now I got the the image of them summoning and it's Cap Manon is actually Captain Planet. That's my head cannon. That's it, yep. And and that's what happens to uh to Nancy here. It's Captain Planet because the sky's open and there's lightning. Captain Planet comes down and fucks Nancy. That's 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 pretty much what happens. You know, they wake up the next morning and Nancy's walking on the water. Captain Planet, he's a hero. I feel him in me. He's in my veins. He's still in me. It sounds so sexual, though, the way she's saying it. Hence our jokes about summoning the spirit into her vagina. That's right. And then they, they hear police sirens, and just on the other side of these little rocks, they see just, like... All of these dead sharks. That's a lot of fish. Yeah. And Nancy's like, oh, it's my gift from Captain Planet. Fish, yeah. Fish. Shop it. Long John Silver's, we're still here. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Planet, for these dead sharks. Now I can open my own Long John Silver's franchise. <laughs> yeah. That would um, be a and probably that would be a much different movie. She's like hugging the dead sharks, going, "I'm your daughter," and everyone's like, "Oh fuck, Nancy's lost it. She's lost her goddamn mind." 
feel that? You blessed me. I can feel him running through my veins. He's still in me. Look at this! So Sarah's like, but everything is wrong now. You people are bad. Uh, uh, Bonnie's all narcissistic and Nancy's crazy. And, and, and Rochelle, you bullied that poor bald girl. That's why she's the villain. She's, she's, she's like pointing this out. And then she, she goes against all advice to go hang out with Chris again. Yeah, I, I did right. You're just leading him on, Sarah. But she just can't like, I don't know. She's, she's got that peeper pleaser personality trait is like all right fine i'll go hang out with you chris yeah and, Doc, and, and chris he, doesn't doesn't cross her head that this is a bad idea like a terrible really idea and he made even worse because they go out to some fucking make out point it's not like they go to a restaurant and have a nice conversation over dinner they go out to that, like i mean that's that's what he said she invited him on because she even like aren't we going to dinner no no we're going to rape point because this is exploited and we can't fucking get away from it. And um, it's the sun in which we orbit around. And Sarah's like trying to talk about her life, and Chris is He's like, like uh-huh, 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 "Uh-huh, I need you, Sarah. I don't know why. I can't think. I must have you, Sarah." And she tries to leave, and that's when he he pins her down, and he's trying to rape her. So she runs to Ro- Ro- Rochelle's house. Luckily, she knees him in the balls and manages to get away. Yeah. <laughs> Does not cure him, though. No. Well, I... Yeah, he's... He's she's gotta, like... She's got a restraining order to that shit. Keep away from him for a while, and apparently it wears off. Hello. It is me, Contributor. My daughter, Alphadora, really wanted to get into all of the Harry Potter stuff with witches. Just like all the other kids at her school. But nobody reads books anymore. And those Harry Potter movies on Blu-ray are just so expensive. So, I bought this movie, The Craft, because it was only 99 cents at the Goodwill. The Craft is a 1996 movie about girls who are witches and use all the witchcraft they have learned to get revenge on other people. There is Sarah, played by Robin Tunney, Nancy, played by a young woman with an unpronounceable name, Rochelle, played by Rachel True, and Bonnie, played by that girl that was in all of those Scream movies. I don't know her name. They are an oven of witches and summon an old god to give them witch powers. They are also high school girls and spend all of their time in schoolgirl outfits, even when they are not in school. In one scene that takes place, on a Saturday, they go to the witch store and they are wearing the schoolgirl outfits. Why? It is a Saturday, and they do not have to go to school. But they still wear the schoolgirl clothing. Do they not have any other clothes? Sarah and Rochelle and Bonnie 
are all from rich families, so they should have other clothes, but they refuse to wear them. They only wear the schoolgirl outfit. The poor girl of the group, Nancy, played by a girl with the name of a Cthulhu creature, is from a poor family, so I can get that she wouldn't have other clothes. But then why is she going to an exclusive and private Catholic school? After they get their revenge on their schoolmates, they start to turn on each other, all while wearing the same schoolgirl outfits. When do they do laundry? It is all very confusing. I give this movie 4 out of 13 stars, because while the schoolgirl outfits are cute, I don't know why this is the only thing they ever wear. My daughter, Alphadora, did not like the movie. She screamed at me. This is not Harry Potter. Avacadaver, father. Avacadaver. You can find more of me, contributor, at my website, contributor.blog. Spelled normally, K-O-N-T-R-I-B-U-T-O-R dot blog. Contributor. But Nancy, our hero, is like, I'm rape revenge movie now, Sarah. I'm going to go track down Chris and make him pay. Kind of. <laughs> but but really, I'm just thirsty for Chris still. Yeah. Because Chris is all, like, drunk off at this party. He's drunk. Laying in this bed and... Breckenmeyer say, saying something stupid. Because that's all he does in the movie. Oh, yeah. He just says stupid shit this whole movie. Yeah, Nancy comes in and is like, oh, hey, hey, let me go down on you, Chris. And he's like, no, you're going to bite my dick off. Literally, that's what he says. Yep. <clears throat> and so she gets all upset. So she she uses the, that glamour spell to change herself into Sarah and goes, okay, hey, Chris, it's me, Sarah. Make love to me. And he's like, yes. <laughs> uh, the other girls show up at the party. Uh, that the blonde racist is wearing a wig now. <laughs> We see her for a moment, and she goes, oh, hello, Rochelle. And when all the other girls bust in, that's when uh, Chris realizes that he's been fucking Nancy in her Sarah disguise. Right, and Nancy thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, and they're like, Sarah turns rape apologist here. Yeah, well, it's against. (laughs) She's like, oh, don't hurt Chris, he's a nice guy. He didn't mean anything, he he still, boys will be boys. (laughs) Yeah, obviously she's got some issues to work through. She Again, we never learn anything about what the fuck has happened to her in her life. We're never giving any actual background of this character, so... Well, she turns full-on rape apologist. She's the villain. She's, she starts judging these girls for making their lives better, and then apologizes for this rapist. And, you know, I'm on Nancy's side here. She says he's gotta pay, and floats at Chris. She starts flying. She's like, you are nothing, Chris. You are shit. And um, just just floats his ass right out of the window and he dies. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, uh, but, you know, nothing of value is lost, but like, but, I don't know if like using your friend's forum to have sex with the guy you still have a crush on qualifies as hero material. Yeah, true. Anyway, so Sarah's like really. I mean, really isn't that isn't that just actually rape in and of itself? You know what? Yeah, she did rape Chris. She tricked him. That this is she wore the Darth Vader mask at the sorority party. That's right. She she revenged of the nerds him. 
And um, but Sarah's completely upset and crying, telling Dad everything I touch turns to shit. Much like the hideous corduroy overalls she's wearing in that scene. It's nineteen ninety six. Corduroy was a thing. Don't knock it. Oh, it looks terrible. Look, I had corduroy shorts in nineteen ninety six, and I fucking loved them. I had some corduroy shorts in the late nineties. They were bright, like- bright green. <laughs> I I had I think mine were mostly like khaki. I was just wearing like t shirts and khaki fucking cord shorts and yeah. skate shoes, some bands, some caballeros. No. Yeah, I was I was fucking cool. When I, I wasn't care. wearing sundresses, I was wearing corduroy shorts. <laughs> but uh, so Sarah starts cutting Nancy out of pictures and casting this spell of like I bind you from doing harm, and then uh, she has a dream where all. The, the other girls fly through a window like it's fucking Hocus Pocus. <laughs> well, that would explain the font in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But it's just a dream, but then they, they, they team up on her on the bathroom and Rochelle and Bonnie are just Nancy's thralls now. Yeah. Um, they have no personality or thought of their own. They just go along with Nancy. Well, well I've got thoughts for the end. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll throw that in there at the end. And Sarah's like, I want out of the gang. And Nancy's like, well, there's only one way out. And don't do any more spells on me, okay? Brahman shoots her in the back as she walks away. Yeah, Brahman shoots her in the back and she, she leaves with the radio. But no, no, no. They, they tell her, like, in the old days, if a witch betrayed her coven, they would kill her. I put in here that all of these girls all had actual pain in their lives. So them using that to turn to evil, I'm not comfortable with. Like, their wishes were not for petty things, okay? Like, Nancy was in an abusive household. Rochelle was dealing with racism. Bonnie had deep, deep scars from terrible pain. Like... I think the idea is you're not supposed to use magic for personal gain, though. I think is the idea. Oh, so if they had wished... If they had all worked together and wished for each other instead of themselves... That might have worked. Like, like if, if if Bonnie had wished that Nancy's dad died, and Rochelle wished that Bonnie's scars got better, that it all would have worked out. Maybe. I mean, isn't that what uh, Lirio says? Yeah. Well, he she goes to see Lirio, and Lirio's like, oh, girl, you in trouble. Come into my secret room, and we'll do uh, some witch training montage over some 90s college rock. You too have to accept the past, accept Captain Planet Seed. Yeah, they're like you must invoke the spirit. Come on, let's do it. Let's summon the elements here, girl. You are you are a natural witch, so you can handle the power. Nancy cannot handle the power. The seed is too strong. And then, just as they start, there's like a boom, fire hallucination, and Sarah's like, "No, I can't handle the well, the captain," and. She miraculously runs through Hobo Alley in her schoolgirl outfit with her nipples poking out and makes it home okay. Uh, that's a spell in and of itself. Yeah. Captain Planet was watching her. Right. And she finds out that her parents flew away to San Francisco because they thought she ran away because she was like, what, an hour late from school? Yeah, not sus at all. Yeah, she's barely late coming home from school. She's been coming home at night every single day in this movie. You know, they were giving her shit about coming home late, and so they decided that she ran away to San Francisco and must now fly. And Nancy calls and says, oh, hey, 
turn on the TV. Your parents died in a fucking plane crash. And then we get the bug scene with the snakes and the bugs. Seen here, director's interpretation of the Aquabat song, Attacked by Snakes. Oh, yes. That toilet is full of maggots, by the way. Yep. Ro- roaches climbing out of the vents. It is a pretty, it's a gross scene. I, I'm vi- I was vibing on it. Yeah, it, it's well done. And then Nancy just pops out and goes, gotcha, girl. You know, and the hallucinations go away, but Nancy's like, go ahead and, and kill yourself. So that, that sounds like a very heroic thing to do, to tell your friend to go kill herself. Yeah, and the other girls are like, why isn't she using magic on us? And Nancy's like, because she's weak. And so Sarah... So far, so, so, far the, I, I, so far, your hero has raped a guy and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and murdered that... her parents. I, I, I realize that it's an illusion, but allegedly <laughs> murdered her parents and then is now forcing her friend to kill herself. Very heroic. And in fact, she actually grabs her and slits her wrist. Yes. Attempted murder. So we're, yeah. we're at rape, murder, and attempted murder. I now. guess she's not really my, my hero. Although Sarah's not the picture of goody-goody two-shoes, okay? They try to make her like Sarah's the good one, but she's incredibly flawed, okay? Sarah's biggest problem is we don't fucking know her backstory. She's <laughs> kind of just a blank slate. So um, she goes upstairs and summons Captain Planet. That's right. On her own. Which makes Bonnie and Rochelle hallucinate that they've got scars and lost their hair. So they're just like, oh no, and run away. So now she's got uh, her Captain Planet powers to fight against Nancy's Captain Planet powers. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet! Captain Planet! Sarah is now one, and we've turned to the scene between (laughs) Agent Smith, Neo, and Matrix. Literally fighting in a hallway. <laughs> yep. And they're throwing shit at each other. Like like Nancy uses her witch powers to throw a dresser at uh Sarah. But Sarah like magics herself away. It like hides in a school uniform or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Puts herself in the wall. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. And then Nancy's like, oh, I'm sorry. You are much stronger. And Sarah just, like, kicks Nancy through a fucking mirror. And then Biden casts her binding spell. Then, this time, she actually has the power. Yeah. Now, now she's got the she's got she's the got heart the ring and everything. <laughs> she's got the touch. And we get the resolution the next morning where we find out that the parents weren't dead. That that was all just an illusion. Bonnie and Rochelle show up. It's like, hey, you know, it was just a joke, right? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Do you want to hang out sometime, Sarah? <laughs> and Sarah. Like, fuck off. Sarah's it, like, looks I, like it looks like they're moving back to San Francisco anyway or something. <laughs> Sarah's like, I'm fielding some other offers right now, but I'll get back to you. <laughs> yep, I'll have your people call my people. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I bet she doesn't have any powers. And um, Sarah turns around and just about nearly final destinations them with a tree branch. So you gotta be careful. You don't want to end up like Nancy. Who's in an asylum. Yeah, she is just like, her face is all cut up, and she's screaming like, I can fly! Manon helps me! And they gotta strap her to a bed and give her some drugs. And then, uh, join us, join us next time in Nancy Becomes the Eagle in <laughs> Santa Sandra. Yes! <laughs> she, she can fly! Be careful. You don't end up like Nancy. 
So that's the craft. Uh, that was that movie was all the shit in the nineties. The first half of the movie is pretty good. Yeah, I like and when wishes come and true. Then, and then Nancy fucks Captain Planet, and <laughs> then the movie becomes the fuck that I just watch. It's a yeah. What once Nancy loses her shit? But then again, you don't really have a story until she does that. Well, I mean, you have a bonding story between all of these these kind of outcast girls. The friendships that are developing. Yeah, but, you do. But then she fucks Captain Planet. And then she fucks Chris. Right. And then she kills Chris. Yeah. And then they want to kill Sarah. So it kind of just, it goes off the rails real fast at the end. Yeah. See, and this is why. See, because because you spend so much time fucking instead of watching the end of this movie, everyone's like, hey, this movie's awesome. It's like nobody watched the second half of the movie. Yeah. See, that's what we did when I was in school. No, no, no. If you if you made it to the end of the craft, it was a bad date. <laughs> it was, and you had to watch the end of the craft. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a that's a that's an offer. So, where do you put this on the coffee scale? Well, we're not in supervan territory. The first half of the movie. Oh, definitely good. not. We're not. We're nowhere near supervan. <laughs> we're at like. Well, I, I would. It's it's. I'd stick to six p.m. But I think I think it's better than the nine midnight. Yeah, definitely better than... I'd say it's a little better than the 6. It's more like 5 p.m. The coffee hasn't I, burned to mud yet. Yeah, it's... You know, I like the movie. Um, I like the tragedy of it. But I do think that it kind of like... You know how movies are supposed to have like a build? It's like a, it's like a, a parabola, right? Like a bell curve? This movie goes up and then... It's like a triangle. It goes off the deep end really... It is a right triangle. <laughs> because it you is. got the, the incline, and then it is just straight down. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, it has structural issues as a film. This movie is a lesson in trigonometry. Yeah. Um, the music's cool. I mean, I like well, 80s for songs. for 90s and what, covers of 80s songs. I like, I mean, yeah, they're... Lesser covers of 80s songs, but you know. Yeah, when Mike was driving me to work the next morning after I watched this, it was like, oh, yeah, they got a good soundtrack. And Mike's like, did they play How Soon Is Now by The Smiths? I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? He's like, because they play that in every fucking movie with witches. <laughs> no, well, Goss like The Smiths. Goss like The Smiths. Morrissey is Captain Planet. That's that- kind of look like. <laughs> Captain Planet, how did you bring that up? Well, Don Cheadle is my Captain Planet. Have you seen those videos? <laughs> I have not. Oh, I just finished watching Secret Invasion, so all I can think of is Don Cheadle in that. You gotta look up Don Cheadle Captain Planet. I'll have to check that out. Did you see, um, did you watch Secret Invasion? I have not seen the last two episodes yet. Okay. So the guy who plays Gravik, right? Kingsley yeah. Grenadier. I uh, I saw Barbie this weekend, and uh, motherfuckers one of the Kens, and uh, I hadn't watched. I just watched the last episode on There's multiple Kens. Yeah, because they're the different Kens, different types. You know, they represent you know like how there's different types of Barbies. There's different types of Kens. You know, like there's the surfer Ken, and you know whatever. Oh, that makes sense actually. So he plays one of the Kens, and 
I, I hadn't watched the final episode yet, and my wife and I look at each other and go, we can't take Kravik seriously anymore. Motherfucker was <laughs> Ken in the Barbie movie. It's goofy-esque. He's a good actor. I actually I actually really like his performance as Kravik in, in uh, Secret Invasion, but it was funny seeing him show up randomly. And Actually, that movie He's just filled with Marvel characters, like or and DC, like superheroes from top to bottom. You got Margot Robbie's playing. Hey, it's Harley Quinn playing Barbie, and you've got John Cena as a Ken mermaid. And well, speaking of those Kens, there's a thing I read the other day where somebody was saying I've often used Barbie to explain Greek mythology, and people laugh and. As I say, the Greeks subscribed aspects to gods. Apollo had many aspects, but they were all Apollo. He's like Barbie. She's an astronaut, a veterinarian, a roller skater. But no matter which of these things she is in the moment, she is always Barbie. She is Barbie in her aspect as yeah. an astronaut, a veterinarian. <laughs> the movie is very good, by the way. I, I'm not talking shit about Barbie's excellent. A lot of stuff, a lot of existentialism. Uh, feminist commentary. It's it's very very good. And Margot Robbie is awesome. And oh, Margot Robbie is awesome. Just about everything she does. That's true. She's great in this. I think she's going to get award nominations for it. She's the only good that. thing that the DCU ever gave us. Was her Harley Quinn? Uh, yeah, I, I like her. Harley Quinn is pretty amazing. She's yeah. great. Margot Robbie is great. This, oh man, I don't know. I, I'm not going to spoil the scene because it made me laugh, but. Um, Helen Mirren is the is the narrator for Barbie, by the way. She's very good too. I thought you were going to say Helen Mirren is the first Barbie, and it would be like that's awesome. I mean, in her day, she was a uh, she was quite a, she was quite a looker. Hey, she's all nude and fucking. Hey, if, if they had made Caligula. this movie, if they had made this movie in like 1970, Helen Mirren could have played Barbie. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, even at her age, she's still looking pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, back to the craft. That, well, not really. We we're done with the craft. We're done with the craft. Just went off on a tangent because that's how my brain works. Yeah, Hello. So- Hello, neurodivergence. <laughs> so uh, next week, we got Westerns. We're doing yeah. uh, Django, the original from 1967. Yeah, I didn't know it was that old. All right. Right on. Yeah. Uh, it's a spaghetti western that's trying to rip off a fistful of dollars. It's a it's a Italian ripoff of an Italian ripoff. But then again, Sergio Leone did Fistful of Dollars, which is a beautiful movie. I, all three of the the Man with No Name trilogy are actually phenomenal films, but the spaghetti western is named because they were Italian interpretations of American. Westerns. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love that this is like a copy of a copy. But is it good? Does, does You know, we'll find out. Yeah, pro- well, I mean, it's it has staying power, so it's probably pretty good. Yeah, well, I'm, Tarantino liked it, but that's Tarantino says that about everything. I mean, he liked enough to make a Django movie, which, by I mean, the way, were, has nothing to do with this movie. There are a lot of Django movies, including... Uh, I mean, in theory, uh, Little Rita also a Django movie. Yeah, Django is in Little Rita. But yeah. So, I mean, iconic character. Has staying power. Must be pretty decent. So, and then we're doing another Western that will will be a surprise. I mean, Even we will. Me. No, obviously no, no, not. I have, I have to know what it is in order to watch. <laughs> you already know what it is. 
Um, but yeah, that was our episodes on kids being bullied and getting their vengeance. Hope you enjoyed these two episodes. Big special thanks to Martha Page, Fluffy Dub, William Wright, and Contributor for recording their contributions to this episode. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell your friends. Help get the word out. You can check out more ep- episodes on our website, exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at exploititpodcast or on Twitter because I refuse to call it X at Podcast Exploit. That's right. X going to give it to you. Yeah. No, it ain't. Actually, exploit it going to give it to you. Eh, eh. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I'll, I, I'm leaving. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after this, um, I've been oh, fired. I just got. I just got the memo. They just handed me my. <laughs> they just handed me my final check. Well, August first, they're doing a, 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 a an X protest day. Like, have Mark you seen Hamill's that re- out there encouraging everybody to abandon Twitter for that day? Have like, you seen that fucking giant glowing X fucking splooge that? Elon Musk was created for the Twitter building. Oh, they took it down today. <laughs> Just the excess of it. San Francisco, the city of San Francisco went after him for violating building code, so he had to take it down today. God, he is... He motherfucker did. had one Motherfucker had one good idea, and is just riding, every, riding it to make sure everything he touches turns to act. The, the guy is pure id. I, I, look, the act, the guy actually he's a, a savant, right? Like he Tesla's a pretty cool te- bit of technology. But it's the only thing he's ever done that's been worthwhile. Other everything else has been act, actual poop. And then finally you can join our Exploited Discord. It's just called Exploit It. Or contact us at exploitedpodcast at gmail dot com. So join us next time for Django and Mystery Ooh. Western. Alrighty. Good night. Good night.